Authentic Experts with Kara James, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Authentic Experts with Kara James is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Kara. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Authentic Experts podcast. And today I have a very special guest. I'm so excited. I've been, <laughs> we've been going back and forth and I like, Sarah, I cannot wait for you to be on the show. So Sarah Wallace is here with us and she's an Enneagram expert. And I'm going to let her tell you more about herself and what she does. And you're going to be very excited and impressed. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Yes, I am Sarah Wallace. I run the company Enneagram MBA, which is a a team training company. And um, I'm, I, I just love the work with the Enneagram and getting to bring it to entrepreneurs, business owners, and then their teams and departments and groups. Um, Because, you know, since elementary school, we have been learning about other people, which is not a bad thing, but presidents and activists and artists. And so, you know, there are some other tools out there and we can get into why the Enneagram kind of might stand out. Um, But I think any tool that you're using, any time that you can take to truly study and learn about yourself is not only a gift to yourself, but a gift for every relationship that you're in because you are the common denominator in all your relationships. Um, and so it just really can impact in a powerful way your entire life, professional and personal. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. And you're right. It's funny. I didn't, we didn't even talk about that, but right. We've spent all of our younger years or 20 years learning about others, right? What about, Hey, what about me? (laughs) What am I all about? Or when I did this too, I was like, Oh my God, this is spot on. (laughs) This is, you know, and you're right. And you can, you can use that to better yourself. And, and also when you learn about your loved ones and people in your life and coworkers and that type of thing, um, it's so beneficial. So, and I love, well, (laughs) Sad knows I love you know the personality test that type of thing, but I think this is even better than the Myers Briggs. So, can you explain to us, you know, um, the nine different strategies that's used with the Enneagram? Yeah, and we'll we'll go around, and yeah. as I go around, um, this will be a crash course. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. you will, of yeah, we'll want to deep dive <laughs> of more. Course. Right, right. Um, but I will just say really quickly, one of my favorite things and differentiators about the Enneagram um, compared to like a Myers Briggs or a Strength Finder, which I love all of them. Um, I'm into all the personality assessments, sure. um, but the Enneagram is fluid, very um, fluid in that you get a snapshot, but that doesn't necessarily tell you where you're going to be or where you have been. But the more you dig into it, the more insight about where you are, where you have been and where you actually want to go, not where you Mm -hmm. should go um, and what you look like in stress and living your best life. And so that's what makes typing sometimes so difficult for, for the Enneagram types. But um, I think it also reflects the complexity that that we are as human beings. Um, So, okay. So we'll go around. Um, The Enneagram is 
broken out into several different groupings. One of those groupings is around your center of intelligence as is in Enneagram language, what they call it. So we'll start in the body center with our eights, nines, and ones. And this just means they have a tendency to think first what needs to be done, have an incredibly strong intuition. And for our type eights, they are looking, uh, they are striving to feel strong and powerful and looking to avoid anything that could put them in a position of vulnerability or weakness. Mm -hmm. And when they walk into a room, they're noticing the power dynamics. Who has the power? Do they, have they earned the power? Do I need to step in and take control and take the power? Um, they tend to be very prevalent in the, the corporate world and the business world. So you'll see a lot of eights, um, business owners and entrepreneurs. Our type nines are striving to feel at peace, both internally and externally. And I know it's okay if I share, Kara. I think yeah. you had mentioned you resonate <laughs> with that one the most. Yeah, I was a nine with a seven. I think it's seven wing, seven, three wing, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. And well, we can talk about wings in a minute too, if you want. Um, And so anything that would kind of put them in a a position to have conflict um, is very uncomfortable. It's not comfortable for most of us, but it's incredibly comfortable for uncomfortable for our type nine. So they'll kind of avoid um, or potentially kind of numb out um, and look on the bright side and and not acknowledge some of that, Um, which each type, there are pros and cons. Um, and then our type ones are, um, striving to feel perfect. Um, they have the most intense inner critic striving for perfectionism, um, very hardworking, um, looking very kind of what's right and wrong here. Um, and an eight will have that a little bit too, but it tends to be, I'm right, kind of my way or the highway versus a one that's going to look you know, what, what do the rules say? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then moving around, we are in our feeling or our heart center just means you kind of are, you may be kind of your initial reaction here is to, to feel something. So our twos tend to feel outward. They are striving to feel connected and they're going to be most in touch with other people's feelings less their own. And, um, they are incredibly warm and empathetic. Our type threes, um, are, um, known as the achiever as striving to feel outstanding. So again, type threes get mistyped a lot because who doesn't want to be the achiever who doesn't yeah. want to, to strive right. for outstandingness. Right. right. Um, but it, it, it does, it does require maybe a little bit more, um, honesty and, and digging, but you will see a lot of threes in the entrepreneurial business world as mm-hmm. well. Um, they tend to be very confident and charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and our type fours are striving to feel unique and significant. Mm-hmm. And, um, they are known for being creative, but any type can be creative on the Enneagram, but they are, they can be incredibly empathetic as well. And really in touch with their own feelings and, and are okay to sit with uncomfortable feelings rather than to neglect them or to, you know, put some rose color glasses on. I <laughs> love it. And then moving, um, around to the last center, which is the thinking center of intelligence, um, are we have our type five known as the observer? Um, they are striving to feel capable and competent. And also it sounds negative, but type fives get it. If you resonate with this one, also striving to feel detached. Um, they don't want to feel 
overwhelmed by other people's problems, emotions, um, have to rely on other people. Our type sixes, um, they, they get a, a title known as the loyalist. Again, these titles can sometimes be deceiving because any type can be loyal, um, but they are really striving to feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And then our type sevens um, are known as the enthusiast or the multitasker, and they are striving to feel excited, to, um, to have options, to not be mm-hmm. limited. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah. I can relate. Absolutely. Well, like I said, but the nine, the seven and the three, um, but yeah, it, and it's funny. And as you're saying those, I'm thinking to myself, oh yeah, I know a type one. I know a type four. I know a type four. <laughs> and when you compare it or read about it, um, like I said, or like a type four um, galley work with, it's just so, it, it's so incredibly um, precise. It's so spot on. So that's, that's what's incredible about it. And like you were saying, as far as bringing it into the workforce or looking, going back and then also looking into the future. I mean, what other, what other type of testing has that, right? I just, oh, I, I highly encourage everybody to, uh, to take the test. Is there a, do you recommend a certain website for that? I can't remember which one I use, but. You know. With my paid clients, I use the Enneagram Institute paid okay. assessment. It's $12. Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That's what I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's worth it yeah, to, for sure. to dive deeper. There's no shortages of free quizzes though. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it is a self-identification process. And I think that brings some frustration because we want to know what are the four letters? What's our color? What's our number? Um, but with the Enneagram, the typing process is part of the growth process. It's part of the reflection and it is part of the work. So, you know, I always tell people don't get frustrated if you don't know right away or that your test result is, doesn't fit quite right because you may just need some exploration, um, and some, and and, and, which can be kind of uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but it, that it's all part of it. Yeah, for sure. And Sarah, how do you help so for example, let's give us a day in your life as far as clients or, or someone comes to you. And then how are you piecing this together and helping them with the, with their work, with their, with their business? You know, the, the majority of my work these days is really, um, really in three ways with, with groups. One is bringing it to, um, teams, um, departments, or a specific team, um, looking at how to work better together and also how to enjoy each other and and be happy and productive. Um, The other way is bringing it to conferences. So just kind of a a mixed bag of all different kinds of people, but bringing it to them and then them getting to take it out into their own businesses or or workplaces. And then the other type is uh, at staff development days and, you know, having a large group of people made up of all kinds of departments for one organization and just spending the whole day um, getting to learn about themselves and also their teams and then how to how to collaborate more effectively among the different departments that you know seemingly can be very different the 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 mm-hmm. technology group and the sure. sales group <laughs> so learning a little bit more about that love it and that's fun too So you're feeling that sense of accomplishment, but then it's also like, that was a really fun day because everybody's in a good mood, right? They're learning, you know, all about each other and just kind of having it like a playful day, not your typical, you know, oh, great. What's, (laughs) what do we have to do today as far as the, 
some sort of meeting or, or uh, something like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people love to learn about themselves yeah. and, and get to also kind of see, you know, maybe their significant others or their boss and, yeah. and the different types. And so it, it it does tend to be pretty engaging and fun um, and also hopefully useful. Yeah, for sure. So how can we use this in real life or what, you know, we talked about in the work place as far as what about children relationships friendships or that type of thing how how does this come into play or how can people take advantage or benefit from from it that way you know one thing that has been well two things that have been really impactful in my own life and you can apply this and and work or in your relationships or kids um is understanding your conflict style. So each type will kind of have a common tendency, a a preference, a strategy that will be their go-to. Not to say they can't access any of the others, but it'll kind of be their go-to. And so understanding first what yours is, you can start to identify when you are overusing it, right? A knife is is great. Um, We can make a delicious meal, cut up fresh vegetables with a knife, we can also use it as, you know, uh, a weapon and um, it kind of is with these strategies. So how intentional are we being? And so when it gets overused, it may, you may be seeing common problems. So for example, are you somebody like a type nine, maybe um, our two sevens and nines are in this category where they tend to, to take an optimistic look. And that might be passive optimism where you just kind of are like problem, what problem? I don't think there's a problem. Or it might be, you know, oh, it's fine. Everything works out. I ran over a dog, but at least I didn't run over two dogs, kind of that toxic positivity. Um, so you have that. And then when you pair that with somebody who is problem solver, you know, let, let's just get to work here. Let's not get a emotional, let's be real and rational, um, or somebody who needs to, you know, emote, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm angry. I'm sad. I just need a vent. I don't need a problem. I don't want you to put a positive spin on it. That alone has been incredibly helpful in my relationships. Um, just understanding where I am and, and where other people are coming from. Um, it can also give us insight into the type of energy that we bring to going after what we want. And this can be incredibly powerful for leaders leading different types of people. Our, our three sevens and eights tend to be really assertive and they're future focused. Let's go far. Let's go fast. Let's jump in. Let's just do it. Then you have other types, our four, fives, and nines sometimes who are known to be kind of in the withdrawn stance a little bit. And so they're going to need more time to think about it checking in. How do I feel? What do I think about this? Um, I I need time and I need space and I need not to be hurried. And so if you have a leader who is like, just do it, why why are you doing it? You can see why they would get frustrated and vice versa. So again, understanding, listen, this person needs a week. So as much as I can, I'm going to give them a heads up, you know, as, as, or vice versa, this person wants to quick start. Um, so I'm just going to let them know, here's the information, see what you can do with it rather than like drag it out. Um, so those are a couple pieces and you can even see that in, in your personal, uh, relationships too, as far as, you know, starting a home project or picking the place to go out to eat or a vacation or whatever. (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. No, you're absolutely right. It's, that's a great place to start because you know what? 
yeah, maybe I am just a little too positive. Or like you said, I mean, I hate to say run over a dog, but there's always a bright side or no, don't worry about it. That's okay. No, it'll, it, everything will work out where you know, my family does get a little frustrated with that type of <laughs> that type of reaction all the time, but just trying guys, there's always a bright side, but right. yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it can be frustrating for sure. And it's not always bright. So we need to face that. Right. I need to face that. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. gosh. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. And so can our types change throughout our life? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that this is a very popular question, very common question. And the short answer is no. The long answer is that the Enneagram is a reflection of your kind of core motive, the thing that lights your fire, um, the reason why you do what you do. Um, so it's less about the way that you act and the why behind the way that you act. And so hopefully we all are growing and changing in our behavior. And what I I tell people is the more self-growth work you have done and the the self-study and the learning about yourself, the more likely it is that you will actually have a a more difficult time typing yourself because Mm. you won't necessarily look like that stereotypical nine or the stereotypical seven in my case. And so over time you will grow and the Enneagram has something called the levels of development, which kind of shows like low emotional health, um, kind of average and then above. And so ideally you want to be kind of stepping up in those levels of development and, and getting more uh, and growing more. And so that will cause you to look a little bit different. Um, mm. but again, the thing at the end of the day, the, why you do what you do, not necessarily what you do. Love it. Oh my gosh. And that's a great point. The self-development point of it, right. Or how much, <laughs> you know, that's probably why mine were, it was nine and then seven and three were tied underneath. Like it's very confusing. What is it? But yeah, as you grow and, and you learn and you do things, then yeah, it absolutely can see that. So thank you so much. You have just shed a whole new light on all of this for me and for all our listeners, I'm sure. So super excited to to learn more and dive in and have everybody go take their their own assessment and uh, and reach out to you too. And then, and, and, uh, yeah. Um, I have a, a cheat sheet if anybody is interested and in, in just kind of seeing the highlight of, of each of the types. Um, and that's at enneagrammba.com forward slash cheat sheet. And I would use that to kind of circle which types are really standing out to you and then go take the test and kind of see how your results overlap with the types that you circled and, and help you continue to narrow down that typing process. Oh. Very cool. Thank you, Sarah. And the last question that I have that I ask everyone is what is a book or documentary um, that you would recommend to the listeners? Okay, this is very hard. Um, I know. As you can see <laughs> by my hard. bookshelf and everybody else. <laughs> I, yeah. I, the book one is hard. Yeah. It is. Um, I think just based on this discussion, I'm going to go with Loving What Is by Byron Katie. And it sounds maybe like a woo book on its face, but I've read it. They, okay. So, you know, it's just yeah. kind of accepting. Yeah. what is and, and mm-hmm. not making things mean anything more than they mean. And, yeah. and just, is this true? And I think that that is what the Enneagram 
also helps you do is show you how you're seeing the world and how somebody else might be seeing it differently. So you can say, wait a minute, I'm seeing it like this, but is that true? Yeah. I love that. That's great. And, and right. And, and like you were saying earlier, as far as learning about yourself and, and taking a deeper look into, you know, why am I doing this? How can I be different? How can I, you know, how can I benefit my relationships by learning about what I'm, (laughs) I'm not always right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, learn the, learn the other side. That's hard. yeah. 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 For sure. Well, thank you so much for being with us and apologizing for my voice here uh, live. (laughs) It's it's been, it's been weeks now, but anyway, um, super happy to have you here. And I look forward to having you on again for one of our other shows as well. So thank you, Sarah. And thank you. Can you let everybody know where we can find you? It will be on the, on the YouTube channel as well, but if you can let us know here, just for those listening in. Yeah, I'm at EnneagramMBA.com. I also just did an episode called Enneagram for Entrepreneurs um, on my show, the Enneagram MBA podcast. So that might be an aligned uh, resource to go check out. Absolutely. Oh, thanks so much. So great to have you here. We will see you again soon. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Authentic Experts with Kara James. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.